0: We try to do something a little bit different, and that's to honor the women of our church. And I want to begin in Romans chapter 16. In just a moment, we're going to hear from some women in our church. But we've been in the Romans road trip for almost a year now as we preached our way through the book of Romans. But if you'd allow me just to skip ahead to the very end in Romans chapter 16 and look at uh, just a few verses there. And what you're going to notice in Romans 16... Uh, although Paul greets people throughout his epistles, in Romans chapter 16, he takes an, almost an entire chapter to talk and greet the people that he wants to say hi to. And there's 28 different people in this chapter that he greets, and 10 of those are women. Now what's interesting about this is that Paul is pretty much the one that gets the blame for oppressing women in, throughout church history. Because of what he says in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 34, that women should be silent in the church. That uh, they shouldn't say anything. And so that then carries the condemnation that that's Paul's view of women in the church. But the reality is, is that when you examine Paul in all of his writings, and you remember that he actually wrote almost all of the New Testament, And you begin to look at what he writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is that he actually talks a lot about women that come alongside him in ministry and are his fellow laborers for Christ. Jesus, in Luke chapter 8, in the first three verses there, Uh, Luke tells us that Jesus had women disciples, that there were a group of women that followed Jesus that were with him in the 12, and they supported Jesus. And so they were part of Jesus's inner circle, if you will. And Paul talks about different women throughout his, uh, his writings to say that these women have stood with me in ministry as well. And when you look at this verse, these verses here in Romans chapter 16, you realize that there are a lot of women that have been linked to Paul and to his ministry. And, and probably the one that's the most famous is a woman by the name of Priscilla. And we see her mentioned here in Romans 16. What's interesting about Priscilla is that she's always mentioned before her husband is mentioned. Priscilla and Aquila. That's throughout the New Testament. And they have a tremendous ministry with Paul, side by side, preaching the gospel, discipling. We even see them in danger of, for their lives together. And so we see that Paul put this, uh, put this high value on women together with him in ministry we also see that uh, he used a woman to carry the Roman letter to the Romans, which is interesting because this is Paul's most important letter that he writes. And so he uses a woman to deliver that letter, and that woman's name is Phoebe. And so I want to look at the first two verses here in Romans chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. And it says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who is a deacon in the church in Centuria, Welcome her in the Lord as one worthy of honor among God's people. Help her in whatever she needs, for she has been helpful to many and especially to me. We see that Paul commends this woman, that he chooses to deliver this letter. We also see that she is a deacon in the church. We see that she's in leadership, worthy of honor, which is another phrase that Paul uses for leadership in the church. And so we see a very high value on women in ministry, in the life of the church. And when I think about Christian life, and and while all our our pastors are men, I, I see valuable ministry done by our women throughout the congregation, and I also see that there's a lot to offer in any time that they share from this pulpit. And so I've asked the women of the Pastors' Council, now Jen Schmidt will be speaking first by video because she's not able to be here this weekend. She's with her grandmother who's sick in um, in Iowa. But uh, she's going to be sharing and then some other Pastors' Council wives tonight and then also tomorrow. So we've kind of split them up between the two. So you can uh, watch online or listen online uh, to both today and tomorrow to hear all of the Pastors' Council wives share. Um, but tonight we're going to have a video From both Jen Schmidt, who's on our pastor's council, Jody Bechtold, who's Mark's wife, who ran the uh, kids' pantry today. We'll also hear from Lori Ullman and Laura Spencer tonight, uh, live here as well. And so we're just gonna kinda let them come up and share. I'll just leave the mic up here. We're gonna begin with a video. But what I want us to do is to open up our hearts to what they're gonna share tonight. Because as I think about the women of our church, and specifically the women that are speaking tonight and tomorrow, they really have a lot to share with us. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak through them uh, to us tonight. And so let's start with Jen Schmidt. She's going to be by video, so we're going to dim the lights and watch that. And then uh, Lori will come up and share after that.
1: Hi everyone, happy Mother's Day. My name is Jen Schmidt for those of you who do not know me. Um, And I am not here with you today because I'm in Iowa per my mother's request to celebrate Mother's Day with my mom and grandmothers in Iowa at church. So I hope that everything is going well in service here. I miss being with you guys. Um, And I just want to share a little bit about my story. So I am a fourth generation Christian woman of God. Um, My great-grandmother was a very strong Christian. I never had the opportunity to meet her. My grandmother is a Christian and was a pastor's wife. My mother is a Christian and is a pastor's wife and I am a Christian all these years later. So I think that's quite the testimony in this day and age and I'm very proud to be able to say that I come from such a heritage. Um, So I'm happy to be a part of my family. I want to thank my mom for sticking with the faith and keeping me in church all of these years, I want to read a Bible verse to you guys really quickly. It has some common things that I'm sure you've heard in it before, but that's not what sticks out to me in it. Um, It's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 5. This is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. He says, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So the last part is catchy, and I'm sure everyone knows it. Um, But this verse always means a lot to me because it's written to Timothy, a third-generation Christian. And there's not that many of us in the world, so I always kind of get drawn back to it. You might think that my life is easy and perfect because I grew up in a strong Christian family let me assure you that's not the case, um, just because someone's a Christian doesn't mean life's perfect, just because my mom's a Christian doesn't mean she's perfect, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm perfect, and I assure you by no means is our relationship perfect, my mother can attest to that for you whenever you see her, um, but I do have to say that I've been blessed to have a mother who believes in God, so regardless of any tiff that we've gotten in over the years, I know that it's come from a good place. She wants the best for me, just like God wants the best for me. So whenever she pushes me to do something that I don't want to do, whenever she's concerned for me when she shouldn't be concerned for me, it's from a good place in her heart, Um, and I appreciate that to this day. The thing that speaks to me about that Bible verse for any of you that are in a similar situation to me who have grown up in the church um, and have a mom that's pushed them and made them go to church on Sundays when they don't want to and made them go to church on Wednesdays when they don't want to, I've been there and I think it's worth it in the end and I would just encourage you, you've been given an extra responsibility because you've had the opportunity to be raised with a Christian mom who has chosen to push you and chosen to be a blessing in your life and pour her faith into you. Um, So you have this little seed of faith that your mom planted into you before you really had a choice. Some of you may not like that and some of you may not even realize that. But as you become adult, it's your responsibility to fan that little seed of God that your mom planted in there for you, yourself. So as I've gotten older, I've really realized how amazing it is that my grandma is still a Christian and that her kids are still Christians and that their kids are still Christians that's a miracle unto itself and it doesn't happen naturally Um, it's something that you really have to fight for Uh, so I would just encourage you to fan into flame all the gifts that your mom has given to you over the years really appreciate them really fight to keep them and really fight to cultivate them more than your mom could even imagine that's the thing that would make her happiest and just to kind of circle back for a minute, um, I'm an only child on top of all of this too. So I've been a little smothered at some points in my life. My parents love me, and they want to know everything about what's going on in my life at all times. And if they had their way, they would like have a current news stream live feed of the goings-on of my life. However, I'm an independent person, and am not <laughs> wanting that to happen at all. So, I don't know how old your kids might be or how old you as a kid are, but I guarantee you that even though I have great parents, they have gotten on my nerves many a time and I guarantee you I have hurt their feelings many a time. So, on Mother's Day, I would just take a moment to pause and reflect and think about life from their perspective. Um, As I've gotten older, I'm trying to make an effort to really appreciate all the reasons why my mom cares about me and why she wants to know. Um, And I think the best and easiest thing that you could do for your mom this Mother's Day is just tell her that you appreciate her and that you love her and that you're thankful for her. Give her a hug. Give her all the things that she wants every day of the year but you don't do. This is the day to do it. And then maybe a couple other days during the year, too. So that's my encouragement to you. Um, Mom, if you're watching this one day, I love you. Thank you for making me go to church and thank you for always being there to talk to me about whatever's going on in my life, whether or not I want to share it. So, happy Mother's Day everyone!
2: Uh, can you? Yeah, you can hear me. Okay. Um, hello. Um, I I just uh, want to say that it was really neat. Um, I don't know the name of the song, but Jonathan had us singing this song, "You Are the Everlasting God, You Don't Grow Weary," and that really touched my heart because what I wanted to share with you was one of my favorite scriptures, and it's Lamentations 3:22 through 23, and it's the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's from the ESV. And I like this verse so much because, as as we all do, we have days when things become very hard. Days perhaps there's just a lot of things going on, and it, they seem overwhelming. Days when there's great sorrow days when there's uncertainty and in those days when i found myself at that place i always remember this scripture and as i'm i found myself thinking i don't know lord if i can continue with this if i if, if i can go on i'm i'm so tired and this is so difficult I think of this scripture and it gives me joy and peace and hope because we know that God is faithful and that he never grows weary. He never grows tired. He's never overwhelmed. He is there every morning and his love and his compassion are there and all that he is, it doesn't get weak. and it just brings me such peace and i just want to say that i am very grateful for the the family that i've been given and the christian family that i've been given and how blessed i've been by them and so many times this scripture has been answered the following day through the church and through my family but whether it's just a word from someone else or whether someone's praying for you whether you know it or not or god's presence just envelops you or something happens some undefinable thing changes even if the circumstance doesn't change you change and you know that you can keep going on and as many of you i've been through some very tough things in my life and i found that even with all these blessings all these people and and all that god's placed in in my life with our wonderful our pastor and and the church there god seems to maneuver things so that i still come to a place where it's just he and i and for whatever reason whether other people are busy or whatever it is I find that I'm sitting there, and it's just us. And no matter what's on my heart, I know that that He loves me, and I know He maneuvers me into these places so that I will reach out to Him. And then again, I hold on to this scripture when things become too much, and there's joy, and there's peace, because He does not ever grow weary. And I just want to say that uh, I appreciate this opportunity, and I'm extraordinarily nervous, so (laughs) thank you for listening.
3: ...for my Bible verse that I'm going to share this morning. Uh, Thank you guys for letting me do this on video. I've had a really busy couple weeks getting ready for the big giveaway that's in the gym. Uh, But my verse that I'd like to share with you is James 2, 14-17. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and be well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accomplished by action, it is dead. And God put this verse on my heart a few years ago. I really was inspired by this verse. I, I didn't know why I was inspired, but it really it really spoke to me. Um, and then... Uh, we had food day fall in our lap, and it started with Liz, uh, a woman in a church. She had extra food, and I came, picked it up at her house. We put it on the sidewalks outside, and I called as many people as I could and said, come get some free food, and then it gradually grew to now being set up in the gym by uh, at least 10 volunteers, and uh, we're serving the community. We have about, um, I would say, 50 people that come every Friday and get free food and 50 people that absolutely need it so it's wonderful to serve them that way. Um, Then we also have our kids pantry that's open year-round. We always have clothes and bins that are stocked for the season Uh, and it's open to the community not just our church. Uh, We really want to get the word out there that Christian Life Church is here to bless the community and twice a year we have our big giveaways which is what you'll see in the gym where we set it up by tables, and uh, set it up like a rummage sale, but everything is free. And we don't go the traditional route of advertising, we don't put it in the paper, we um, call school counselors, we go through churches, we contact higher up ministries in Boxwood, we really want to get the word out to the people that absolutely need it. Uh, it's blessed. It's, uh, last, last year at our last giveaway in the fall, we blessed over 550 kids uh, with free things in the gym. And it's just been so inspirational to us as the workers, as well as the people out there um, that keep bringing in donations as well. So, um, uh, one of the translations of the verse 17 is, Unless you give your faith feet, it is dead. And I really like that because you want to hit the ground running. And you want, if God gives you inspiration to do something, you need to do it, and you need to do it well. And He's going to bless you and put it in your lap. Uh, To know how to do it and uh, I guess my goal For you all is to have passion in life and my thought is to explore your passions And to see if God puts a burden on your heart and to test it to see if it's a if it's a self-burden or if it's a God burden And the way you can do that is through scripture Um, And it just like the ministries that We've started at Christian Life Church. Whether it be food on the sidewalk that develops into something, or or bringing plastic bags, you know, for your friends, and it turns into a kids' pantry. It, it's all. If it's God inspired, He will bless it. And I just challenge you guys to find a verse that really speaks to you and see where God develops you. Thank you.
4: Hi. My head is completely swimming because what those women so far have all shared has kind of like made my mind go blank because I was so inspired by the things that they all said. And I feel very, very blessed to be a part of this body. Um, I'm Laura Spencer. I am wife to Kelly and mom to Megan Claire. And um, I was tallying up how many years I've had one of these lovely gardenia corsages for Mother's Day, and this is my 14th gardenia corsage. Um, It was funny. I asked my husband last night. I'm not good at surprises. It's one of those things where I kind of know I'm going to get one of these on Mother's Day. And last night we were going out to the movies, and I kind of said, "Um, you know, I'm sharing at church tomorrow night. Any chance that the gardenia will be (laughs) available tomorrow instead of on Sunday? And he's like, I already bought it. (laughs) So I'll stop picking on you. Start trusting you a little more, babe, after 20 years. So um, moms are pretty near and dear to my heart. I think they're near and dear to everyone's heart because every one of us knows a mom somehow. Even if we aren't um, in contact with our own moms, we know moms. Um, I have the great privilege in my life, um, in my work, to get to minister to moms. I'm a labor and delivery nurse, so I get to be there. Oh, here it comes. I get to be there when women become moms, and it's really a privilege and a blessing for me. Um, but over the years, after 20 years working in labor and delivery, God has kind of expanded my ministry to moms, um, and I work with moms now who are struggling with postpartum depression, and I also work with moms who have lost a, a baby. And I um, Both of those roles are very rewarding to me, and I feel so blessed and so humbled to have the opportunity um, to be welcomed into those painful experiences for those women. Um, In my own life, 14 years ago tomorrow, I had the first really good day after my own experience with postpartum depression. Um, So, I'm sorry, I'm a little choked up. Um, After I had my first daughter, who's sitting right there, she's wonderful, I did experience postpartum depression. It came out of nowhere, um, and it rocked our world. And um, that was a time in my life where I really had to just rely on the Lord because everything was just reeling. And I think many of us have had experiences like that in our lives. So the verse that I'm going to share... comes from that time. The Lord gave it to me at that time. And I kind of was like bickering with the Lord this week, because when I was invited to be a part of this tonight, right away, Hosea 2, 14 and 15. And I was like, oh, come on, seriously? (laughs) I mean, to me, this has been like a verse throughout my life. And I was like, you know, Lord, maybe there's something else. I'm like going through the New Testament, like looking for things. But no, I kept coming back to it. And tonight, after hearing what other ladies shared, I'm like blown away by how good God is. Like he has a purpose. And I know that the reason that all of us have shared what we shared is because he's wanting to speak to our hearts. So uh, the verse that I want to share about or verses come out of the book of Hosea. It's a little book sandwiched between Daniel and Joel. Um, Just a little background on the book. Basically, it's a love story. it's, it's a picture of God's love for Israel. Um, and basically, Hosea, the, uh, the author of the book, um, the Lord tells him to go and find a wife. But ahead of time, God tells him, the wife you find is going to be unfaithful to you. But I still want you to go ahead and marry her. How many of us would enter into that situation? <laughs> but he does. And um, so... Right before um, the verses I'm going to read, um, the book is talking about how, because of the terrible things that, that Gomer has done, these certain punishments are going to happen to her. She'll be exposed for her lewdness. He's going to stop all her celebrations. I'm going to ruin her vines and her fig trees. So, at the time in my life where I was going through my postpartum depression, that's how I felt. I felt like everything was ruined. At a time in my life where I- I had so much joy in my heart, but somehow it was just being obliterated by this uncontrollable anxiety and sadness. I felt like everything was ruined. And I was just asking the Lord, why? Why is this happening? So I'm reading through this and I'm identifying with it, going, yeah, I get it. I mean, I get this. The Lord, after he says all these things that are gonna happen, he says, therefore, in verse 14, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards and make the valley of Achor a door of hope. And she will sing there as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of Egypt. I think all of us have felt at some point in our lives like we've been in that desert and we're just like lost. I personally have never been in like out in the middle of a real desert but I've seen pictures and I think everything starts to look the same you can't tell where the end of it is it's hot you're thirsty you're hungry you're not in your natural comfort zone but in the middle of that place God says I'm there with with you I'm going to be there with her and he proved himself faithful to me when I was in the middle of that desert place not just that time because there have been other deserts since then (laughs) He's been faithful. Then the beautiful thing is, he, the the verse uh, 15, it says the Valley of Acor, he's going to make it a door of hope. And I read about, in the little margin, you know the notes there, what does that mean? Valley of Acor is transfer, translated the Valley of Trouble. So he promises her, not only is he there with her, but he's going to make that Valley of Trouble, that terrible place, a door of hope. That... That was a promise that I clung to, and my husband clung to, and we've clung to several times since. But he's faithful. So I guess what I want to share is, whether you're a mom, or you just know a mom, or you're a man, because you know moms too, whoever we are, we have trouble. We're in, at times, that valley of trouble. But God promises he can make it a door of hope. And as Lori shared, the steadfast love of the Lord, it never ceases. And that is what turns those valley times into victory times. So I just wanted to offer that encouragement to you, to say thank you to my mom. Mom, if you're watching, maybe you are. I love you. Um, And happy Mother's Day to all the moms who are here.
0: I want to say thanks to all the women that shared tonight. And what I noticed from the beginning on is just uh, that they're all not only really strong women and women of God, but that God has done something beautiful in their life. And they have a testimony to the power of God at work in their hearts and their lives. And uh, I'm so glad that they could share their heart with us tonight and it really has been, it has been beautiful. And I encourage you to go back because I think each one was so deep and it went by so quickly that sometimes we miss what is being said. And so these are going to be available online both tonight and tomorrow because it'll be a completely different tomorrow morning. But I encourage you to go back and to revisit these words from the Lord for us as a congregation. And uh, can we say thank you to the moms that shared one more time tonight? So thank you, Laura and Lori, for being a part of that. I've been blessed, uh, as Jennifer mentioned in in our introduction, with a a grandma who loved God, uh, two grandmas that loved God, and a mom that loved God. And uh, now I am blessed uh, to have a wife that is a fantastic mother And she awes me when I watch her with our three boys. And so uh, tonight, she's going to give the blessing. So I'm going to invite Leslie to come up. And uh, also, uh, she'll be uh, instructing all the women, because we want to honor all the women that are here tonight, moms and and not moms. Uh, We have a special gift for you tonight. She'll tell you more about that. Uh, But would you stand uh, with us tonight as we get ready to go? And and, uh, we look forward to a great week. God did so much in our church last week and even today. And uh, this Thursday and Friday, we're going to be gathering together again to worship the Lord. And you're more than welcome to be a part of that. Um, but uh, let's just, before we go, before we go into a brand new week, uh, let's receive the blessing of the Lord.
3: May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Lord, we just thank you for this evening Lord, I just thank you for the wonderful moms who shared. Lord, we thank you for each woman here, and we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We have a gift for all the women here, not only if you're a mom, um, just any um, young lady or woman, and um, we have books over here. It is Get on Your Knees and Pray by Sheila Walsh. So before we leave today, just get one of those books and be blessed. Thank you.
0: We'll invite all the women to come on down. Go ahead and grab a book. I, w- I want you to let you know as you go fellowship with one another. And uh, there are baked goods in the lobby. All the proceeds go toward our kids pantry. And then there's also more clothes and toys. So if you want to pick something up before you go, if you know somebody you need, you can go do that. But women, come on up. I'll be in the lobby to greet everybody. But God bless you. So glad you came tonight. And make sure you wish mom a happy Mother's Day. God bless you.